As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hear that podcast growling, mean and angry, hear that local shouting, it's Dainer and Jay, it's Dainer and all right, welcome to the latest edition to hear that podcast. Crowlin Paul, your junior, Jay Morrison of The Athletic here with you on the walkout in the final game of the regular season, one where the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens 27-16 to to make it eight wins in a row, 12-4 and on the season. Officially, already official, but now really official, AFC North champs in back-to-back seasons, first time in franchise history, tied for best regular season record in franchise history. A lot of things have happened this season, but if you started with that fact pattern back in August, you would say, wow, this, this team really lived up to the potential. And as we sit here today, it has been a wild ride to get here. But the playoffs are in front. Everybody's zero and zero. You know that, Jay. That's all I've been told. Yes. Uh, The playoffs start. You won't find a team in much better position than the Cincinnati Bengals are, despite warts that we will pick through here a little bit, despite, you know, uh, an interesting path that currently sits in front of them, one that they're happy to address (laughs) with with frustration. Uh, But... You can't ask for a team in a better place entering the playoffs, really, than the Cincinnati Bengals are right now. Yeah. I mean, on a roll, this tied for the longest win streak in franchise history. Joe Burrow couldn't even remember how many in a row they'd won. He, he said he was asked something about the streak they're on in the postgame press conference, and he said, how many have we won in a row? And uh, had to be pointed out that it is eight. Um, this was not – you know, I, I think they're kind of lucky that – the, the Ravens opted to take the path they did and sit all those guys. This was not the kind of performance you would expect from a team trying to secure something. Um, it, the, the offense looked disjointed. Burrow was a little off. The, the defense did great in the first half and then uh, gave up quite a bit to a bunch of backups in, in the second half. But in the end, four turnovers. Uh, only held them to 16 points, and it, it's a double-digit win. They'll take it. They'll move on. And as you said, it's it, it all starts anew next weekend. 
Bengals win, Bengals cover, right? Like sounds yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. broken record at this well, point. Depending on when you well, got the line, because it, it yeah. kept climbing. Today. It did. It did keep climbing. But yeah. But so here's the thing, Jay. I have my uh, my jacket that a couple weeks ago I think we did when I accidentally was whooshing a little bit, and so maybe you heard it on the walk a couple weeks ago. But right now it's not making any sounds. But I'm very aware it's in the room because it is reeking of cigar smoke. <laughs> I, as soon as we walked in there, I thought, oh, why did I wear this jacket? Uh, because the party was on. If you were wondering if, you know, the way that they were the champs and they already and then the game was going to like mute the celebration. Oh, no, no. This was the full deal. Yeah. The pictures you saw last year after they beat Kansas City, um, the, the things you heard. No, we weren't in there a lot. Last, we weren't in there last no. year for that stuff. This is the first one we've really been in there for. Everybody's got a cigar. Joe Burrow brought all the cigars, handed them around. Jesse Bates called it. It must have been an early Christmas present for all of us. Uh <laughs> And everybody, the scars out. Everybody, the hats out. Joe's had the shades on. You've probably seen that going around. Switched over to a white turtleneck later on. For those of you who are in the uh, the fit conversation, but it was a party. Pictures, like you know, people. At one point, I looked over and Burrow just like had the cigar in his mouth in the corner, was just rapping to himself by himself to the song that was yeah. going on, like kind of feeling it, you know. Because they were not going to pass on celebrating what they've done um, despite the disjointed nature of the last few weeks, the unprecedented nature of the last few weeks. Some of the sloppiness that there's been like didn't really matter. It, it, there's still a sense of we're celebrating this. You know, if you uh, follow Eli Apple on Instagram, you'll see me making a cameo in his story because I tried to tried to interview him and he turned the camera on me. And it, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was fun because it was I, I skipped Zach and went straight in to get players and all the position groups are lining up and holding up their shirts. And and Sam Hubbard's on the phone like, I can't find him. I can't. And I asked who he was trying to get. And they were looking for Marion Hobby, the defensive line coach. They wanted him to pose with the T-shirts and the photos. And uh, Jesse Bates, my new favorite Bengal player, because I asked him if he had a second to talk. He not only said yes, he put his cigar or his cigar out before he talked to me, which was greatly appreciated <laughs> because I love a good cigar. I smoked two last night while unwinding from the week, but that was a bit much. Sixty uh, some guys <laughs> in there. It, it, I, I don't go to cigar bars for a reason, and that felt like a cigar bar. So apologies to anybody that's standing around me while I'm wearing my jacket the next couple. <laughs> going to work on it. We're going to get those things taken care of. It's hard with these puffer coats, Jay. All right. Uh, let's get into a little bit of uh, what I want to – a couple things we want to talk about here because the, the let's set the playoff picture for you. AFC is set. As we record this right now, uh, the time of the game this weekend has not been announced. You'll know that because if you're listening to this in the morning, it's been announced. They're going to announce yeah. it during the Sunday night football game. We're just – we're not going to wait all around just to give you the time. You can figure that out. Right now, seeds – Kansas City got the one seed. Buffalo gets two, not one, but two kickoff returns from Naheem Hines, including – like I got emotional mm. watching and the video of the opening – Naheem Hines takes the opening kickoff in Buffalo back for a touchdown in their first play after what happened with DeMar Hamlin. That is – that's not even like storybook. That, that's the old the, – the producer throws the script away because it's too unrealistic. Yeah. I mean that nothing, nothing beats the reality of the fact that they went to Buffalo and ran back the opening kickoff. And then 
Damar Hamlin live tweeting it with an <laughs> OMFG <laughs> and like 10 exclamation points, which just it was really cool. It was really cool. Uh, although from that point forward, Bengals fans did not think it was very cool because those two kickoff returns ended up being the difference that saved Buffalo yeah. uh, from losing to New England. Buffalo wins 35-23 uh, on the back of those, which gives them the two seed that they wouldn't have if New England would have pulled that off. The Bengals would have been the two seed. They would have had uh, – at minimum, they would have had two home games at minimum, mm-hmm. uh, assuming they would play all the way through. Instead, uh, a potential two-three game between the Bills and the Bengals will be in Orchard Park if that happens. Um, much to the dismay of many of you, I'm aware. Uh, number four seed, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who won on. Uh, Saturday against the seven losses in a row, Tennessee Titans. The Bengals set them about their way. Seven losses in a row yeah. for the Titans. Hot Jags uh, enter Trevor Lawrence playing well. Jags six and one in their last seven. L.A. Chargers, the fifth seed. They will play at Jacksonville uh, this weekend. They are on fire. They have won a bunch of games in a row before kind of sitting some guys a little bit today. Baltimore, not on fire, uh, but they will come back here next week and play the Bengals. Miami sneaks in the seventh seed. Um, by virtue of New England losing. Miami playing deep into their quarterback roster, having to win 9-6 to six on a field goal, 50-yard field goal at the end. Uh, not exactly sprinting in. But the rest of the AFC is, Jay. Yes. And you have a, a KC team that is on a roll. You know They haven't lost since losing to the Bengals here. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a Buffalo team that is on a roll. You know They've, lost, they've won now... Six in a six seven or seven in a row, row now after today. Seven in a row. The Bengals have won eight in a row. Jags are six and one. The Chargers have won. Well, we'll see what they win today, but you know they. The AFC. We started at the beginning of the year saying this. The AFC looks like it could be stacked. It is, and it has turned out that way. Uh, you know, amongst this group, and that, and then you throw Trevor Lawrence into the mix of all these quarterbacks, right? It was because all these quarterbacks, all these teams loading up, all these weapons. Well, they've made it here, and you just have a bunch of teams that are on fire right now that are all going to be going against each other. To me, when you start talking through that group, obviously you'd love to be in the two seven, and the AFC North will be a an AFC North playoff game is an absolute dogfight every single time. You'll take Baltimore in your house. You'll take Baltimore in your house, not knowing if Lamar Jackson's going to play. Right. You know, the the way that they have struggled offensively all year. I mean, even if Lamar plays, he hasn't practiced in five, six weeks. Yep. Um, I, so I think you, you'll you take this matchup if you're trying to, if you're, if you're lining it up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the thing is, if you're... If you're a Bengals fan, and if you're listening to this, you probably are, uh, your second favorite team next weekend is going to be the Dolphins because that's the team that can get the Bengals a home game. Uh, Dolphins really playing poorly, kind of backdooring into the playoffs. Uh, Waddle and Tyreek Hill both left that game with injuries. Don't know the severity of that. To, To ask Miami to go to Buffalo and pull an upset sounds like a big ask. But, again, the, the, the main thing is Bengals beating the Ravens, moving on, seeing what happens. Um, I, I, I don't know what that line would look like if it's Bengals at Buffalo in the divisional round. I imagine it will be pretty tight. Um, but first things first, it's, it's the Ravens sitting dead ahead of them. Um, yes, same Ravens team, but 
also know not the same Ravens team after all the guys they sat today. That's just it. So Mark Andrews, they, they come out, and we, we knew some of the guys might not play. There had been talk of Snoop Huntley not playing. John Harbaugh said, you know, he's looking at this through basically through a two-week window mm-hmm. is how he viewed these games. And so he didn't play Mark Andrews. He didn't play J.K. Dobbins, who has been um, awesome since yeah. he's come back. Um, he didn't play Snoop Huntley, uh, which tells you maybe he thinks that he might need him next week, mm-hmm. uh, certainly. Um, Marcus Peters didn't play. You know, you, you had a lot of their stars. Uh, uh, Kevin Zeitler did Zeitler. not play. You know, the guys that had dings that he opted to rest. Now, a lot of their guys did play, and they did get after it. And to be quite frank, they gave the Bengals some problems, even with all the backups out there. Mm-hmm. You know, if it isn't for Anthony Brown being a bad quarterback in his first start, you know, giving the ball up a couple times and some very odd play calling deep in their own end right before halftime, uh, you know, letting Brown sit back there and pat the ball for what ended up being a strip sack um, fumble touchdown recovery by Joseph Osai. You know, we're talking about something very different. Um, But I don't, you know, taking takeaways from this game are going to be hard to find. I think it's going to be a much different game. No matter who you were playing next week, it's a much different game in the playoffs. The, the way that this game was approached, I think, is going to be far different. I don't know, Jay. You tell me what you would take away most from this game. I don't know if it's positive or negative in, in that regard. Uh, my takeaway is that they, they didn't have Dobbins, they didn't have Lamar, and they still ran the ball really well against the Bengals' defense that's supposed to be pretty good against the run when DJ Reader is in there, and DJ Reader was in there. Um, that's what surprised me the most, especially knowing that that Anthony Brown was so erratic and, and not much of a threat. And you would think they would they would sell out a little bit more and, and be able to do a better job um, against the run. And, and Baltimore, they surprised me by how effectively they ran the ball really in both halves. And then it was the passing game that got going in the second half. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, Baltimore ends up. 27 for 110 at 4.1 per carry, which, you know, is pretty good considering how stout the Bengals' run defense has typically been. I think there's there's stuff to be had there. The other side of it was, you know, you they get up 17 to nothing immediately, and you're thinking, okay, here's the route, right? You're going to run it up or how long until Brandon Allen's in, all that stuff. And then from that point forward, you know, it really wasn't. I mean, Baltimore kind of pushed back. The Bengals offense didn't couldn't do much. Joe Burrow missed on a bunch of throws, um, and they really couldn't get much going offensively. Their defense essentially saved them. All the turnovers essentially saved them. And the, even when the offense was scoring early, 
know, the Ravens, you could see this is how every Ravens game looks like. Okay? Every Ravens game when you go on their schedule looks like this. It's 17 to 10, it's 16 to 9, it's 13 to 3. It's that's what every single Ravens game has been for the last month and a half. Their defense is great, their offense is poor. And this was that again. I mean, the Bengals putting up 27 is the most any team has put up on them in a long time. So I think they do this to people. They make games look like this. The question is, you know, Burrow said himself, I didn't play, I didn't play well. Uh, I miss throws that I usually make. Check that. I always make, mm-hmm. and I won't miss them again. Um, and sort of voice the frustration in the way that he played today, which is true. I mean, there were, I mean, T. Higgins running wide open in the all alone in the end zone yeah. and overthrow. There were a number of Jamar. Miss, Jamar, a number of mistimed out routes and just a seam ball. I mean, you had a couple balls that really left his receivers hanging out there. Yeah, that was it. You're right. It, it, it takes you back to some of those games early in the season. Not that he played like that, but where it was. This is this is not something that I would take away. This is this is not you know week one five turnovers is not who Joe Burrow is going to be. Mm. A guy who misses wide open throws yeah. is not somebody who Joe Burrow is going to be. I you know I think there's a lot of things at play there. One, I mean, look when the other teams rest on their starters. And not playing a bunch of dudes, and you go up seventeen to nothing. I know we've talked about this before, and you can't in the NFL, whatever. It's just such a natural reaction to be like, okay, how long am I even in here? What are we going to do? Let's just go some fun, you know. And I think that's I think that plays into this in in a way in in a bigger picture too. And I think it looked a little different at the end of the game. They really had no interest in moving the chains. It was all about running out the clock. Um, not doing anything crazy to let the Ravens come back. There was a number of times, I know in the second half and maybe even in the first half, they just fell in love with this wide receiver, a third and seven, and they're throwing wide receiver screens to Jamar. And um, I think there was one to Trent Irwin. It just, it was kind of some con- conservative, a little bit odd play calling. And you're right, you know, the wide open one to Jamar that he misses early in the game, you're like, okay, that get that out of the way. But then the one he missed on Higgins was a really bad miss. And he did. He led those guys into some serious hits, and they could have lost him. I mean, you you see Boyd go down. He gets checked for concussion. Luckily, didn't have one. Higgins gets blasted. You're wondering, did he get broken ribs on that? I mean, he was down, and he fortunately jumped up and jogged off and came back a couple plays later. But, um, yeah, it's just – you're right. It's human nature. Uh, They they got up, and it was more about – playing against the clock in the second half to playing against the Ravens defense. Uh, but, you know, the Ravens defense is going to be good. It's they're they're going to put you in tough spots. I mean, they 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 are an elite group. I mean, they're they there's no question about it. If they could find any semblance of offense or they can create some with that defense, you know, you're you can be in trouble in a hurry against them. And I think that's the thing next week that we'll talk a lot about this week is you know, a Lamar rejuvenation. If J.K. Dobbins is in there, how even more explosive is that running game that was 4.1 per carry? Is it different? Or even Snoop Huntley. So, I mean, there's Mark Andrews. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys that can change the dynamics of the way this game is played if they miss those throws next week, if they don't complete those plays next week. And I think that's something where you, these last three games they've played, you've seen some cracks. You know, and, and it's hard to take – again, we've talked about this nitpicking that we're doing at the end. I mean they've won eight in a row and they've been insanely dominant for long stretches of that. Um, but 
there has been a little bit more of late of the up and down. You would have loved to have seen, obviously for a million reasons, that Bills game be completed all the way to see if that's the one where they put the complete game out there against the elite opponent in the big stage. That's the feel of what the playoffs is going to have. There's going to be no letting off the gas or or slowing up um, from this point forward in the playoffs because you know of, of what of what it is. The other side of this matchup that's going to happen this week that we learned from today, Jay, is this Bengals defense not real fond of the Baltimore offense. No, no. I mean, you you were in there, and they weren't holding back. Yeah, I mean, I, I the first person I went to was DJ Reader. He had just lit a cigar and got done with the, the defensive line photo, and I just asked him about the uniqueness of having to play the same team two weeks in a row. And he said... I don't have much to say about that team over there. I have respect for some guys over there, and I don't for some. I don't have much to talk about. Things happen today. It's the way, if that's the game they want to play, it is what it is. There was some shit I don't agree with. I'll be ready to go next week. There is more. (laughs) I asked Joseph Osai about celebrating his first touchdown, and then I asked him what what DJ said. And uh, he, he said, if they want to talk more about it, we'll talk more about it. We've got to see some guys about some things, some certain things we didn't like that they did. I don't want to go into details, but we'll see them next week. Cam Taylor Britt said, there is a lot of cheap shit going on. Just know that we owe them. <laughs> so there you go. Yes. It's laid out. I mean, kind of it's going to be a theme for the week. Not that you need to add much more. You know, I sort of talked a minute ago about AFC North playoff games. I, my mind always goes back to any of these that we've seen over the years, Ravens, Steelers, Steelers, Bengals. I mean, games that are just bloodbaths. Yep. I mean, that's that's the way they play out. They're intense. There's a certain brand, and it's the brand that the Ravens are playing right now. Um, now, the Bengals have had no problem showing they can work, win different ways. They can win with a bloodbath, physical-type game. They've done it before. Um they were very pass-heavy today, which is kind of a side note. Yeah. Um, they weren't even really hardly attempting to run the ball. And you wonder why that is. You wonder if that's who they are now at this point. Um, but, you know, you, you, get in, you get into that game. Uh, you, can run, you can run it up quick, but it's, it's going to be a, con- a contrast of styles if that's the way they plan on being going forward. I mean, there's just almost no involvement of the run game in, um, this week. We'll, we'll see how much of that was. We asked Zach Taylor about this after the game, about you get up 17 to nothing, they're resting their starters, you're thinking about next week, and yeah. what the, how much that plays into play calls, what you're doing. He's like, yeah, I mean, naturally, you don't want to show things, you don't want to put so much out there, you're, it's kind of in the back of your head all game. And, and I think that's part of it, you know, whether it's run game stuff or whether it's a lot of plays you saw that just looked like they should have been the fourth choice. Maybe they were, mm-hmm. right? Because you're you're you are saving some of that stuff um, for next week, the same way that uh, John Harbaugh was saving some of his players for next week. You know how they always talk about you you play to win the game. You don't play not to lose, and it felt like they were playing not to lose today. And even if they had lost, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Yes. It, it looks like maybe it would have it would have had to come down to that coin flip had they lost, but it just it it, it had that weird feel. It, it was intensity wise because of what I mentioned before with the the animosity between the teams. It, that was there. That felt like a an AFC North game, but just stakes wise, it, it 
it didn't feel like the outcome was that important. It was almost once they jumped out to that 17 nothing lead, it was almost like a foregone conclusion that both teams were, you know, just get through this and, and get on to the playoff game. Yeah. Um, I want to briefly touch on something Joe Burrow said after the game, um, after he was sort of talking about his own frustrations with the way he played and, and that he's got to be better next week. And, and that's all fair and correct. Um, just kind of asked about this being, you know, a prime championship window. That's something we talked about. We talked extensively about this with, with Tyler Dunn at 50 West about the Bills and the Bengals are really the window will never be bigger. Yeah, you know, I mean, you you have a quarterback of this level who's playing at the elite level on a rookie contract and two receivers and rookie contracts and and all the talent they've amassed on this team and everything else and the concept of this kind of being such a big Super Bowl window for this team entering the playoffs. He said. The window is my whole career. We've said this before. <laughs> He's not wrong. You know, his point being me, the coaches that are here, you know, the talent that's going to stay around us, whatever. That, I mean, if Joe Burrow's here, he's going to be bringing boxes of cigars every January because that's the level of play. That's what matters. Look around. Look at the Chiefs. Like we, we talk often about your windows and, and, and how long they can last. I mean, the Chiefs are one win away from going to five straight AFC championship games. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady went to 10 in a row, okay? Because when you're that dude at that position, that's what matters. It doesn't matter talents up, talents down, contracts high, cap hits high, lose a guy here, lose an elite receiver, your defense is struggling one year, whatever, cigars, Right, the scene we saw today. I'm going to remember next time to not bring my coat because this is not going to be the last time this happens. And Joe Burrow's not wrong. He'll never have more talent around him. This, I mean, this is as good of opportunity as you can get. Yeah. You're on fire. You have a relatively healthy team. We'll talk about Alex Cap in a second. And and you're you're on this run. You can't line it up much better than this. But that doesn't mean they won't still be lining it up plenty of times. Um, and going forward, but this is um, this is obviously a particularly good one. But I just thought Burrow just kind of sitting there and saying it is something that a lot of people have said, but he's not wrong. You know what pisses me off about that guy? I'm okay with him being a better football player than me, but we're writers. We're, we're supposed to come up with the words and the good lines. How many times when you're writing a story do you like re- rework a line and try to come up, make it sound the best? And he just does this stuff off. The, I mean, that was such a great quote. The window is my whole career. And he doesn't rehearse this stuff. He goes in, he just responds the, to whatever is thrown at him question-wise, and he he does. He just sets that tone, and it's that's why they follow him, and, and that's why – He's right that this team is going to be in the mix as long as he's here. All right, let's just take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Um, Alex Kappa. So Alex Kappa goes down um, with a left ankle injury and looks it looked bad. Uh, he really got rolled up on hard. He left on a cart. 
Um, he sort of kind of blue kisses the stands. I assume some sort of family probably. It was his wife. I asked. Yeah, him. his wife. Yep. And uh, he said, "I'm all right." He was going. He was around on one of those little scooters with his leg up. Afterwards, you said you talked to Alex. Yeah, um, no rap or anything on the leg. I asked who he was blowing the kiss for, and he said it was his wife. And I said, "How are you? You going to be okay?" He said, "You have to talk to the trainers." Yeah, uh, but it was notable that there was nothing, nothing on that ankle. It didn't look swollen, but we're we're going to have to wait and see. Um, it did not look good at all. Uh, he, he was really having a hard time getting off the field. Uh, and then went straight in the blue tent, and then had to get on a cart to go into the locker room. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll kind of find out and track down more of that as we uh, as we get going. In the meantime, Max Sharpring comes in, and he'll be the guy. I mean, he was the waiver wire pickup out of Houston, who we talked about at the beginning of the year. Kind of surprised that he was made available, considering he's been a starting interior offensive lineman for years in this for three years in this league. Um, and Houston didn't really want to let him go, but the Bengals were quick to swoop and get him, but he's kind of sat there as the first guard off the bench all year, but Folson and Kappa have played every game and damn near every snap, and uh, they haven't needed him. Well, now in the biggest stage, he's going to get thrust out there more than likely next week. You already had low Collins down. So now your right side is Collins and Sharping, and you're starting to get flashbacks to last year, right, where you're worried about your line, your whole right side, and it gets a little harder. Ted Karras... You know, so, you know, Alex Cap is my biggest confidant on this team, and we've got a lot of time together. He's like another center out there. So it's going to be a lot of extra time this week working, you know, with Max and, and making sure that I'm putting extra time in with all the calls and, and everybody being on the same page, you know, because you're you're now you're now adding all kinds of variables out there, and you're worried about the line, especially if you're dropping back and throwing it as much as they have been lately. So that is certainly a big blow. Um, there's been a lot of talk about how good. Kappa has been playing. Brian Callahan was talked about how you know he's kind of playing as good as any interior guard in the league. Uh, it's been really solid. We know about Burrow wanting the interior to hold up for him and that pocket to hold. Um, that's going to be a big deal going forward. Yeah, you mentioned the, the way Karras spoke about him, and then Joe Burrow said the same thing. Where you know mentioned it almost as if it was a given that that Max is going to have to step up. Um, so you you don't want to read too much into it. It sounds like they've. Uh, resign themselves to the fact that at least this week against the the Ravens that they're probably not going to have cap and we'll have to see beyond that how long this injury holds him out so Bengals win no coin toss necessary uh Joe Mixon was the only one that had a cut <laughs> coin toss after the first one today Joe uh they saw the Chad Ochocinco tweet saying oh man you guys have to flip a coin after a touchdown and i'll pay the fine he said so mix it well, how am i going to get that out there so he decided to put it in his glove put it inside of his glove so whoever scores a touchdown i'll give you the coin so it ended up being mixing it was almost tyler boyd it ended up being mixing and he pulls the actual coin out and flips it and it hits the ground and he, and they they kick it. He said if it landed on tails, we decided we were gonna kick it. it landed on <laughs> tails, so we kicked it. Uh, or as T Higgins said, we kicked the shit out of that thing. <laughs> and so you you know, a, I mean, hysterical, right? Just a, a, a fun, as fun as it gets. You know, Jesse Bates said something. He's like, that just he said that just goes to show you how freaking cool our locker room is where we take something like that and instead of bitch about it, we turn it into something fun. He's like, that's part of what makes us a cool locker room. And uh, and we'll kind of talk about that. And then also they wanted to make sure uh, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, also the same thing. Like 
So, Chad, I mean, you, you said you were going to pay that fine, right? <laughs> right? You better be paying that fine. So they're, they're hoping that Chad – Chad, they said Chad is a man of his word is what Joe Mixon said. He hopes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen the tips that yeah. Chad has left for <laughs> waitresses and waiters. Um, I, I would not be surprised at all if he pays that fine. And if he doesn't, then maybe uh, a Bengal super fan or someone might – Arrange a GoFundMe that Bengal fans, I'm sure, would be happy to donate to. Yeah, don't GoFundMe professional athletes, hardworking people. You have to do that. <laughs> Chad is more than happy to do it. He's a pro at paying fines. It's right up his alley. So, all right. This next week, it will be Bengals-Ravens again right here. It will be the playoffs, round one of the playoffs, yeah. and uh, the beginning of potentially a long run or not. The finality sets in. Uh, all hands on deck this week. So keep it locked with us. We will, of course, have all your coverage leading into next week's game against the Ravens. Uh, we will have your regular podcast on Tuesday, preview on Thursday, and uh, we'll be right back here. You know, last week was – this past week was a hard one. Thank you to everybody that kind of reached out and uh, – and, uh, said they enjoyed the podcast or appreciate what we did. Um, it was funny we, because of everything that was going on this week. I don't think we hardly had any opportunity to really talk about this Baltimore game. Nope. So this week now we'll actually have a chance yeah. to talk about Baltimore and the Ravens and the ins and outs of this game uh, as well as we lay out the playoffs going forward. All right. Thanks everybody for uh, listening and we will talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Smoke them if you got them. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.